Today's reading is Ephesians 5. Be imitators of God, therefore, as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant sacrificial offering to God. But among you, as is proper among the saints, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality, or of any kind of impurity, or of greed, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or crude joking, which are out of character, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, that is, an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Test and prove what pleases the Lord. Have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that is illuminated becomes a light itself. So it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Pay careful attention, then, to how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to reckless indiscretion. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to sanctify her, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a glorious church, without stain or wrinkle or any such blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Indeed, no one ever hated his own body, but he nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason a man will leave his father and mother, and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This mystery is profound, but I am speaking about Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. This is God's word. I mentioned in the previous devotional about Ephesians 4 that God's love is a key theme in Ephesians, and that in Christ... We live worthy of the calling to be saved by acting in love toward one another. The opening verses of today's chapter said it directly. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Those are the words of the NIV's translation. The rest of this chapter, and much of the next one, specify what it means to walk in the way of love. There are all kinds of highly applicable commands in this passage, but let's focus on this one. 
Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Again, that's the NIV's translation. An article from a few years ago in The Guardian, a newspaper from the UK, reported dramatic increases in swear words that were used in books. The article said that the researchers searched almost one million books written in American English and published between 1950 and 2008. During that time period, one swear word had increased in usage 678 times between 1950 and the mid-2000s. Another word was used 168 times more often over that time period. This is no surprise to any of us who have been alive for the last half or more of the past six decades. Our society has grown more and more comfortable using words that speak crudely of sex or of bodily functions. Many of these words are used to express a person's anger. And it seems to me that our society has more anger to express than ever before, which correlates with the increase in cursing. One of the ways God calls us, Christians, to live a life of love is to remove obscene, crude talk from our conversation. Paul said in verse 4 that these words are out of place for us Christians. What makes them out of place? The fact that we belong to God, for one, who calls us to be holy like he is. You can see verse 3 for that. Furthermore, knowing Christ changes our outlook on the world and gives us the tools to be angry without sinning. But the most immediate antidote for cursing is given to us in verse 4, as well as when Paul says, but rather giving thanks. You can't be angry and thankful at the same time. One way to deal with your anger biblically, then, is to pivot your thinking from things that make you mad and make you want to curse to something you can give thanks for in that situation. Turn your curses, then, into opportunities to bless the Lord for the good things he has done in your life. This will help you to live a life of love, just as Christ himself did. If you like this devotional, please sign up to receive it in email every morning. Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe to subscribe for free. Also, please support me financially and go to dailypbj.com slash support if you'd like more information about how to do that. Finally, please share this with someone, maybe someone who has a cursing problem that you know, and I'll see you next time. I hope you have a great day.